You're listening to the Tools for the Modern Man podcast. If you're looking for the tools to deal with the challenges of this ever-changing modern world, you're in the right place. Now let's get it going. Welcome, everybody, to the Tools for the Modern Man podcast. I'm your host, Pete Veskus, and today we're going to dive into the hero's journey. Um, this is a concept I've just been fascinated with lately. I love kind of everything about it. I was a huge, I am, and I have been always a huge, huge movie goer. I love fantasy books. Um, you know, I think it was, it, I was introduced to the Sword of Shannara series when I was 12 years old. And, you know, it just fascinated me, the whole idea of starting off as this mild-mannered person of, you know, no real uh, awareness or renown or anything, just average and by going on a journey, by going on a quest, evolving into a hero. And it was brought to my attention a while back from my own coach, how even every single one of our growth cycles is a version of the hero's journey. And so I wanted to dive into it a little bit more because I remember going through school and I don't remember them really elaborating on the hero's journey in you know, writing a book or telling a story or any of those things. I just remember them throwing Shakespeare at us. You know, let's read about Romeo and Juliet and Macbeth and let's read some poems. I know what a haiku is, but I don't know what the hero's journey was coming out of school. And I feel ripped off. So I did a little research and I'm going to share it with everybody today. And I think, I hope you enjoy it. I think it really, I'm going to tie it into some stories. I'm going to tie it into some of my experiences of how we really can take a look at our lives and the challenges that we're experiencing and try to pin it to where we are along the hero's path. One of the reasons I really like this is because, you know, it's a cycle. Everything is cyclical. So there are seasons when you're feeling great where there's no change needed. And this is where we start. We start in step number one, phase number one, which is the ordinary world. This is where you are now. You can be living in this ordinary world for, if you're Luke Skywalker, 18 years. If you're Frodo Baggins, I think he was 30-something when he when he was, you know, living his ordinary life and the comfort and the certainty and the security. You know, for me, it was any stage of my life where I figured it out, right? I was, everything was working. There is no stress. You know, I've got it all figured out. But that leads us to the second stage, which is the call of adventure. And what's really interesting about the call of adventure, I think we feel it astutely as humans. Now, you know, if you look at any good story, it starts with something that's possible, like that that yearning for something more. And I always think about Luke Skywalker sitting on the his on his you know farm, staring out at the double suns as they're setting. And it's an iconic scene in movie, but it really is that, that contemplation because you have this time, because things are ordinary and things are under control and there is no stress, your brain starts to dream. It starts to imagine. It starts to think of what ifs, thinks of something grander. And I think in today's society, it's really easy because 
we're offered so much in advertising. You know, you dream about a boat, maybe maybe you dream about a vacation property, maybe you dream about a really fancy car. But when we really are at those places in our lives, we start to ask ourselves the what if, what can be better? What could be better? Yeah, I'm working at my job. Yeah, you know, I'm really good at it, but it doesn't satisfy me anymore. This doesn't fill the hole. And I think this is that that first little call to adventure of, is there something else out there for me? But that, but then, you know, third phase of the hero's journey is refusing the call. It's basically just putting it out of your mind and saying, well, you know, that's you know, all the things we tell ourselves. That's not for me. Um, that could be too risky. Do I really want that? But this is the thing about growth and development and you know, ultimately the best stories is that nagging, that idea of something better, that something else, it starts to get louder and louder and louder. And you can refuse the call, but you will always have this nagging thought in your head, what if? And I think that's where regret comes in. And a lot of people will live their entire life and then at the end regret doing things. But then those people that will take up the call to action, that will take up that adventure, they're putting themselves, that's the first step of, you know, going into that hero's journey. The fourth stage is meeting the mentor. And, you know, if it's, if you're, if you're referencing if Star Wars, like a nerd, Star Wars nerd like I am, that mentor is Obi-Wan Kenobi for Luke Skywalker. If it's Frodo Baggins, it's Gandalf, right? Or Bill Boats Gandalf. He's the wizard. He comes in. He's got the long gray hair. The mentors are always old, wizened, wise people who are coming to sh show you that this is possible. There is an opportunity that you can get there because they are the example. They are the person who's already there. And they're the person who will encourage you. There's a lot of people, if you notice in all those stories and all those tropes, the hero usually has family members. The hero usually has friends. And I think if you experience that in your own life, family members and friends are very rarely mentors, right? Maybe in the audit states, you have a grandfather or an uncle or an aunt or a grandmother or somebody in that family, but very rarely do your peers, you know, if you have a cousin or if you have a brother or sister, they're typically not your mentors. They are friends. And your friends too. Your friends can be mentors in certain things. But by and large, we're all at the same level together. And it's really hard for them to be a mentor. So this mentor figure comes in when you're dreaming big and shows you that this is possible. You know, you could be sitting at your desk right now at work and being and thinking to yourself, is this all there is for me? And you could see somebody else who maybe has a podcast, maybe has, you know, a different kind of life. You go, I want what they have. I want that. I want to be able to work remotely. I want to be able to make my own schedule. I want to be, maybe you want to be an entrepreneur. Maybe you want to start a business of your own. Maybe you just want to grow and where you are now doesn't allow you to grow. Well, meeting the mentor is what helps to facilitate that push, right? And it kind of moves to that that first decision. I And it's in the hero's journey, it's called crossing the first threshold. It's that point of no return. 
and in most of the stories it's pretty extreme something has to happen like you know the demons are chasing you the you know the stormtroopers killed your aunt and uncle and now there's nothing left for you but to make this choice i think in, li in life this looks like a monumental event it could be being laid off right it could be being fired i think that's a huge you know crossing of a threshold for a lot of people um they're sitting there and they're lost and they don't know what to do and they and they're reaching for those mentors and only in that place is desperation and be i guess not having many other options you make that choice i know for me that came at 40 for me that crossing the threshold was you know i reached kind of the pinnacle of where i thought i was in my career i didn't see but I didn't really want what was ahead of me. And I kept dreaming of all these other things. But I kept doing what I was doing because, again, there was no urgency for it. And I was diagnosed with cancer at 40. And for me, that's what really gave me the three weeks, four weeks off while I was recovering from surgery and doing my treatments to sit and think. And... Sitting and thinking and being alone with your thoughts is a great thing, but it's also a really scary thing because that's when you start to dream about the what ifs. And I was looking at that time for mentors, people that could show me a different way of doing things. And crossing the first threshold for me was when I quit my career, when I quit my job and I decided with my wife to move down to California from Canada. That for me was the crossing the first threshold on my most recent hero's journey. That whole phase, the first five steps there, ordinary world, call of adventure, refusal of a call, meeting the mentor and crossing the first threshold, that's known as the departure. In, in the book world, I learned this, you know, I, I learned a lot about novels and books from my friend, Colleen, who is a novelist and part of my mastermind. And, you know, she's amazing. So I learned a lot of this stuff from her as well. The ideas of, you know, novels and everything else. But that first phase, the departure, is usually only about 20% of the story of the journey. So when you take that first step, it's just like Lord of the Rings. That is the long, long book. Those are thick, thick books, all three of them. And each book is our mini hero's journeys, and they follow a whole arc of, of hero's journeys. But when Frodo leaves the Shire, that's like 40 minutes into that movie, and, th and those three movies come back to back to back are like a thousand hours long. That's just the beginning. There is more to come, and it's not all good. Now we kind of go into the initiation phase of the story. And I think this is part of our hero's journey, which is really the tough part. And this is the part that for some could last a decade, right? This is where you're grinding. And the first phase of it is step number six, which are the tests, the allies, and the enemies. This is where you establish what the obstacles are. This is where you look around and you see who's on your side and who's holding you back from being able to transition and grow and develop and move forward.
And these are the tests. And I think this is an early phase where you find that best buddy or you find that partner to partner up with. Then you like to see if there are people who may be holding you back. Maybe it's a spouse. Maybe it's a, you know, maybe it's a friend who doesn't, who doesn't believe in you and is constantly creating doubt, right? Maybe it's parents. In a lot of cases, there are parents who are doubtful or even actively discouraging, right? And I think that that's what you find in this early phase. But this could take a while to develop as you're learning what you need to know. And then you get to the phase in the story where you approach the innermost cave. Now, when you think about if you're a Star Wars guy like I am and you love Empire Strikes Back, it's the best movie of all the Star Warses. At one point during his Jedi training, Luke goes into a cave to face himself. And with really heavy-handed foreshadowing, you know, he has to fight a phantom Darth Vader, smashes his face and with his lightsaber and is and gets to see his own reflection in there. And that is the best representation I can say of the innermost cave. It's when you have to come face to face with what the real challenge is. This is the choice. Now, somewhere along this line, you lose the mentor. Right. And I think I kind of glossed over that. When you do cross that threshold, the mentor is there to put you on the path and then you lose them. And I think this is also indicative of being a parent when your kids grow up. You're the mentor for them, but at some point, they must leave and learn the lessons themselves. You can't teach them certain lessons. You prepare them to handle the adversity and you put them on their path, on their hero's journey. And so when you're approaching that innermost cave and you're seeing all the obstacles and the trials and all the things that got you to here, this is where you make a choice. This is where you start to doubt yourself. Can I do this? Is this possible? What am I thinking? You're always looking backwards up until this point. At this point, you think to yourself, I can just go back to my old life. I can recapture that. Here's what I'm going to tell you. You can't. By this point in time, you're about halfway through the journey. That's why it's so critical because now you're facing yourself and your fears and your worries and everything else. And you could go back to your old life. That is always available to you. But you'll never be happy and you'll always be regretful because this is when you choose to dig in your heels and do what you know. At this point, you know what's necessary to do push to actually commit to the goal. And this is the phase where you commit and you commit 100%. And you basically say to yourself, I will climb this hill or I will die. In it. And that's the resolve you need to complete the journey. Many, many people never make it past here. The majority of people don't even start the journey. Those who do don't make it past this point because it's too scary. It's too hard. It's, there's been so much resistance up until this point. They can't handle any more resistance. And they go back to what was comfortable and they drop back. And they will stay there probably indefinitely, forever. After you make that choice, some might think it's smooth sailing. But no, you're only halfway through the journey. Next comes the ordeal. 
The ordeal is what breaks you. It's basically you said that so you said to the universe, I'm going to I'm going to do this no matter what. And the ordeal for every person is something different. It could just be challenge after challenge after challenge. It could be failure after failure after failure. If you're in sales, it could be, you know, you cold calling a thousand people and getting a thousand no's. This is the part where you get tested on that result. Can you handle that ordeal? Can you be broken down to the point where you're learning every single lesson? You're building that resilience to overcome, you know, all of your deficiencies. If you were a piece of steel being formed into a sword, this is where you're getting pounded. This is where you're getting thrown into the fire, pulled out, pounded on, shoved into cold water, back into the fire. This is where you're being tempered. And I think for those of us, if you want to put it in real life examples, you know, for, for me, that was, you know, recording a podcast without expecting anybody to listen and doing it every single week, every single week, every single week, showing up. It's about, you know, phone calls. It's about networking. It's about sacrificing your time and energy to go and help others. And if they don't want it, just keep moving and just keep moving forward and keep moving forward and just being available. And that takes time. You know, the movies condense it down to a montage or something, but this takes time. You know, um, I think about Rocky as well when I think about like the hero's journey. And Rocky took a pounding, right? He took a pounding and he just kept after it, kept after it, kept after it. The only way he could have taken that pounding and kept after it was by building that resilience ahead of time. Because anytime you evolve to that next level, you're taking a pounding. But at some point, you reach the reward phase. And the way I see it in growth and development and person, you know, challenging yourself to get to the next level, the reward is an epiphany. The reward is when you finally get it. You know, this is a, in, uh, when I was working in corporate, we used to always kind of comment, you know, those of us who had been around a long time, we used to comment the young kids coming up. Do they get it or do they not get it? And some people just don't get it. And if you're listening and you, do, you you either get it or you don't get it. And that's what the epiphany is. You figure it out through all these trials and errors, through all this hammering, through all this, you know, going down the wrong path or going down the right path and having it turned into the wrong path. You get this epiphany. This is what you need. This is the tool you need to succeed. Now you know what your superpower is. Now you know what you have to offer. Like, I don't mind now. I've had to go through a thousand different iterations, but it's the same superpower I've always had. But I lost sight of it. My superpower is solving problems. My superpower is being in the fire and solving problems along the way. And I know a lot of you guys feel that way. A lot of you people who are out there listening, you're, you feel that way right now. Where you're like, I can't solve my problems. But you need to go through some of this journey, right? And... You need to have that epiphany. 
so, so for me, my superpower is solving problems. It's strategizing. It's sitting down. It's breaking things out. It's, you know, it's really throwing things on the table and creating a plan and creating an idea, trying to figure out what works, what doesn't work, iterating, iterating it until it does work. And the solution presents itself. And that's what this is. At this point of the journey, the epiphany comes. And a lot of people will think the epiphany is the end of it. Once I have the epiphany, it's over. I got the reward. That's not where the hero's journey ends. You're only about 70% of the way through the journey. There's still the last part of the journey. This would be, you know, at this point, you got the band back together again. It's Return of the Jedi. And everyone's poised. Luke is, you know, wearing all black and he's got his green lightsaber. And, you know, the, the whole Rebel Alliance is ready to defeat the Emperor and Darth Vader and the second Death Star. And, but they still got to go do it. And that's what the last phase is. It's the return. It is when you're putting the last final push. You're taking everything you've learned. You're positioned with all of your allies, all of your friends. The enemy is in your sights. You're armed. You're ready to go. You're set for success. There's still an element of failure. There's still an and danger out there that this might not work out. But the fear no longer governs you. In the early part of the hero's journey, there's fear. It's rampant. It's in everything, every choice you make, everything you do, there's fear. But at this point, there's confidence, there's trust, and there's that resilience. You're strong. You are a beaten piece of metal, and you can resist it. So even if you lose, you know you can get back up and keep after it. That's what makes this part so powerful, especially in our personal journey, because Darth Vader is not waiting for us on the Death Star. This is just us. This is just us overcoming our fear. So you look at the final roadblock. What's the final roadblock? This is when you have all the strength and all the pieces are in place. This is the one thing that's preventing you from succeeding. But now your tool, you have your arm with the tools to overcome it. Use your superpower and you whip out your cape and you're ready to go. In the stories, now, this is the 11th stage. It's called the resurrection. This is the final battle. This is where you have overcome that challenge, that final roadblock, and you emerge as the person you're supposed to be. You're emerging as the hero. Luke, at the end of the trilogy, is a completely different person than that whiny boy on the farm shooting at womp rats, right? Who is whining because his buddy got to leave the farm before he did. And at the end of his journey, he had lost. He lost his mentor. He lost his father. He lost a hand. He evolved. He sacrificed those pieces of himself. That innocence, that naivety to become the hero. And if you looked at the Lord of the Rings, by the end, Frodo was ready to sacrifice himself. A lot of heroes' journeys are like that. They're prepared to let that sacrifice, they're prepared to sacrifice something and let it go because it no longer serves them. Because it's the baggage that they're holding that prevents them from growing into the next phase. Then once that happens, 
Now you got your ticker tech parade. Now you're coming back home conquering zero. This is the last stage of the hero's journey, which is you return with the elixir and you return to your old environment as a better version of yourself, 2.0. And now you get to tell all the people around you what you saw, how you did it, this look, and they look at you and all. And I have to say, like, my own personal journey through loss, through failure, through building something up again and allowing me to come and be able to tell you guys about it and talk about my lessons, what I've learned. I do kind of feel like a conquering hero, conquering of my own, you know, my own version 1.0. I do know, however, that there are many heroes' journeys left for me. And it feels good to know that I have a I have a map now. I have a roadmap that once I start to feel complacent, once I start to feel bored, I'm going to put myself right back on this hero's journey. And I will have the confidence of knowing that I can, I will succeed because I know what's awaiting me. I need to go look for that mentor. I need to go collect allies. I need to identify the obstacle. And I'm going to enjoy a period of suck, right? Where it's not going to be good and it's not going to be fun. And I'm going to be beat up and I'm going to doubt myself. And then I will overcome that. We'll be fearless. I will have confidence. And I may not even recognize myself at the end of the next turn. So what are you sitting at right now? Where are you in your hero's journey? Are you just sitting at your desk right now, listening or in the car, listening and living your ordinary world? Or are you feeling that push to go do something else? If that's you, you want somebody to talk to, you want to bounce around some ideas, you want to learn more about my hero's journey, just reach out. You can always go to my website at ppaskus.com, find out more. But if not, I wish you guys the best and finish Try a hero's journey for yourself if you haven't done one yet. And I hope, can't wait to talk to y'all next week. Have a good one. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Tools for the Modern Man podcast. If you like what you heard today, drop me a review on iTunes or share it with a friend. And if you want to learn more about working with me, you can always look me up at www.petebeskis.com. Thanks and see y'all next week.